0: everybody sure. wants to get some food before or mm-hmm. after so if you're in sandy it's like you can't go to the mayan anymore <laughs> dude, it's closed the,
1: the mayan sucks <laughs> dude i hated the Mayan. it was about
0: the experience man
1: listen if if you got dudes and speedos jumping off of cliffs uh, you know table side making guacamole and throwing it on your table <laughs> on the way down i'm all for that but like when you're you know basically using like mission tortillas to make your burritos. I'm like, this is the whitest Mexican food ever. Yeah. You're listening to The Holy Hive Show, an ongoing observation of Utah and its communities. I'm Salt Lake resident Jordan Delacruz here with slightly more aged Salt Lake resident Dan Lawler. Dan, what's up?
0: That's right. I'm dirty, thirty, flirty. Happy birthday, man. Thank you very much. That it, was
1: this weekend, Sunday?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it just passed. I feel completely the same.
1: Yeah. No, no difference. I mean,
0: I do have like a little bit of like a kink in my neck, but I don't think that has anything to do with being 30. Nah. I think that's just because I sleep. It like might come day.
1: more often as you get into your thirties. True. But
0: I was told yeah. that hangovers are automatically 17% worse. And I did learn that ask after the Oscars. I, I was I was <laughs> yeah. a little hungover on Monday morning. We, we had a little,
1: uh, hybrid of a, of a Dan birthday party and an Oscar, Oscar party, watch the Oscars. And, and we did have a few drinks. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, you did some other stuff for your birthday. What else did you do this weekend?
0: Uh, I went up to uh, Park City with uh, Annie, the paramour, um, right on. and all we did basically We just basically went up there to eat food. So I had my first ever uh, lobster roll from Freshies.
1: Ooh, um, a delicacy.
0: It it was it was fine. Yeah, um, I'm not big into seafood, uh-huh. so I felt pretty uh, justified in never having had one after mm-hmm. I did have one, and like my favorite part of it was the the roll, yeah. of the lobster roll. But it wasn't bad by any means. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it just fine.
1: Yeah, I, I love lobster rolls, but I've also I've, I've had them in like two places. I've had Freshies, mm-hmm. and I've had them uh, at Disneyland. There's it's like got a spot. the better one. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't want to dump on. You know, freshies. Yeah. when Disneyland has all the money they need. They don't need <laughs> another endorsement from me. Um, I, you know what? There, 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 there's something that that's missing there. I think with the lobster roll, I really like them, but it's just like it doesn't validate the price point. I don't mm-hmm. do think quite. Yeah, and it was, was like, pretty expensive. Yeah, I feel like if I went to uh, like a coastal city and had like an actual lobster roll, yeah, then, then it would probably be a little bit better. But I do like freshies. Yeah, it's just man, lobster's
0: expensive. It, it is very expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. it still kind of tastes like fish. Yeah, which is <laughs> something that like sometimes I can dig, sometimes I can't. I uh-huh. like I like fish and chips, you we, know. Like fry some fish for me, and I'm good. But yeah, you know,
1: uh, we went to Sapa last night and found out that they have all you can eat sushi. Mm-hmm. And kind of a kind of a it's not the not the deal that you th- you think it is. Yeah, because so it's thirty dollars a person. All you can eat sushi. They don't have any 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 of their rolls, or none of them are f- over fifteen dollars. So I did the math. Like to, to make $60 with a two-person meal, you'd have to eat four rolls. Yeah. Well, but you have to eat more than four rolls um, to, to, you know, get value out of it. Um, And if you don't finish, they charge you for what you don't finish.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. So you can order two rolls at a time. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Between two people, five rolls is about the limit. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's like quite the deal that it seems like it is. They might actually be making money yeah. <laughs> on the all-you-can-eat thing. I'm not
0: the biggest sushi fan, but Sapa has this like – spicy steak roll mm-hmm. of some sort that is oh the like is it the walk and roll good. maybe
1: with the yeah it's like filet mignon in it i
0: just i just ordered like the short ribs when i went yeah. but i grabbed off other people's plates and yeah whatever the spicy steak one was was insane
1: yeah i mean what the, I'm, I'm kind of criticizing the all you can eat deal I, yeah i, I yeah. love a good deal and <laughs> yeah. i'm kind of critical of it sapa's really good though and yeah if you love sushi go check out sapa in downtown salt lake uh, so the old, the old Park City staycation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of staycation, uh, we we also went to Roots Chris. I had, mm-hmm. I've had. i only been to a fancy steak joint like a couple of times in my life. We went to Musso and Frank's when we were in L.A. Classic. Uh, and that was fun. But both times that I've been to like a fancy place, like I'll just for some reason automatically just the words medium rare come out of my mouth. Yeah. And that's not what I really wanted.
1: Yeah, out of your steak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And so I did the unthinkable and I like actually sent my steak back yeah. um, to have it cooked more because I figured, hey, if this is $65 for this piece of meat, it may as well be how I want to eat it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but then I was just kind of examining it later that night and I was like, why do I order medium rare? Is that like my projecting some form of masculinity? Like what is what is the point of this? Is, mm-hmm. there, is Am I wrong or is there like some man card type thing where the bloodier the steak, the better, the better the, the meat. Yeah. Is so that, that's like a real thing. right? So we, we
1: touched on this at the Oscar party on Sunday. We talked about this just slightly and decided to save our conversation for the <laughs> podcast. And since then I have actually, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, and I think my, my strategy for steaks Cause I don't like, there's some people that just like it, like, like nearly raw. Yeah. Like touch on the health food, like to like suggested temperature barely. And then, and then bring it out.
0: That's how I felt mine was.
1: Yeah. And uh, I don't like that. I like, I like it pink in the, I like it cooked through pink in the middle. And I don't mind if it's a little juicy or Mm -hmm. extra juicy, but I, so what I think it is, is I think when you're going to an expensive steak place, like Ruth's Chris, um, I, there's like a Christopher's steakhouse across the street. Yeah, these like kind of fancier steakhouses. Um, there is like a culture, and it is kind of a broy culture. It's like you don't
0: you don't abuse the meat. You don't want to get whiskey with ice. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Mean? Yeah, it's that same kind of like you know you got to play your bro cards right. Yeah, and and so I think when you order medium rare at those places, they're gonna give you it more on the rare side. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're really gonna dial it back. But if you go to somewhere like like basic, like Chili's yeah. or like yeah. T- Texas Roadhouse, I think they kind of err on the side of caution because they probably deal with a lot of people who, you know, order one thing and they're like, wait, this isn't right. Yeah. And so I think they cook through a little bit more. So your medium rare is that like a basic ass restaurant is more a medium. medium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's more rare in like a steakhouse. So I think that's the way to go. You order medium at like a steakhouse, if you don't like, like it too bloody. But I also read that, there's not actually no blood in steaks.
0: Oh, it's yeah. just so it's just juice.
1: Yeah. So most of what the juice in steak is is our vegetarian audience is probably losing their mind right now. <laughs> um, the it's it, so most of it's just water, mm-hmm. but the 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 stuff that gives it kind of like that reddish pink tint that kind of makes it look bloody is is called myoglobin, which is just a protein that you find in muscles. Oh, and we we have myoglobin in our muscles, and it's just yeah, it's just part of the steak, but like all the blood's drained out yeah. of the animal, like when they butcher it and stuff. But I thought, I mean, I always referred to it as blood, too. Yeah. And then I like did a little research and I was like, oh, it's not actually blood,
0: it's myoglobin. It's myoglobin.
1: So, um, yeah, I get an
0: extra large steak, hold the myoglobin, please.
1: <laughs> yes, I should order it next time. <laughs> or, uh, like I, I think I mentioned this on Sunday, when next time you go to a steakhouse, you should just order it over medium or over easy. Yeah, <laughs> over easy. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, go to if you go to Roost Chris, get it medium. You go to Denny's or get, get a medium rare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of food, like, so this is a, another thing that I want to talk about in the realm of food. And this is just a personal experience I'm currently having. Yeah. So, and, and I wanted to know if anyone else is in the same mindset. So if you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment about this. So now that lockdown is kind of ending as far as public, like life goes in Utah, we're going to restaurants. Um, we're seeing people a lot more. Do you think you're going to start using food delivery services less?
0: Um, I'll have to alter your question because I don't really use food delivery services as it is. I get oh, a right. lot of takeout, but I just go get it. Okay. Um, and that's mostly due to my own like overthinking of complications of like drivers trying to get into my building and oh, yeah, like yeah, past yeah, yeah. my gate and stuff like yeah, that. For so sure. like most of that's probably imagined for me it's probably not a mm-hmm. big deal for them just text me and be like I'm here yeah they can't
1: they can't get to your door yeah quite easily yeah.
0: um so I just go out and get it but yes I'm probably going to be getting takeout less yeah um for a few different reasons the pandemic has made me need to lose weight because yeah. of all of the weight I put on mm-hmm. so that's one it's, reason I'm gonna it's been tough for all of us Yeah. <laughs> so that's one reason I'll get less takeout and then two I'll just want to be eating yeah and kind of sharing in the communal aspect yeah. of eating um, yeah yeah So
1: this all stemmed from, uh, this thing that I did. I was doing my budget, my monthly budget, and I went into my, uh, banking app and I just filtered all of my transactions by Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, all of those delivery services and added up how much I spent last year. (laughs) I spent $1,400 on food delivery services. And I don't think that even touches it because I think sometimes I've paid in cash and Mm -hmm. sometimes, Um, my partner's paid for it and we split it on Venmo and stuff. So that doesn't really even cover all all of it. But after I saw that was like, Jesus Christ, I need to like dial back on the delivery. Um, so yeah, I think, I think now I'm like moving towards like picking everything up. I like deleted all the food delivery apps Mm -hmm. again. That's a, that's like a control thing too. I'm just like, I don't want to get too lazy and yeah if I have to download the app again and type in all my information, then it just adds an extra step that I'm like, okay, I'm fighting my own laziness at this point.
0: A hundred percent. I have like a $50 Uber gift card that I've been sitting on. If you just, you can just have it. <laughs> save. Oh, thanks. No. I mean, you have to redownload the app. But. No, yeah, it's okay. I don't want it. <laughs> um,
1: all right. So uh, here's a new segment that we're going to start doing every so often. Uh, so what we're going to do here is we're going to analyze and evaluate the beehive, the beehive state's influence on culture and whether as its citizens, we are helping that investment in this cultural stock. So we're going to call this segment Culture Stock. Culture Stock. And uh, the thing that we're going to talk about today is actually a piece of news that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, and so that would make today's cultural analysis sports, specifically the NBA. So uh, very interesting development in the world of local sports. Uh, obviously, Ryan Smith, the, the, the guy who started uh, Qualtrics, uh, took over ownership of the Utah Jazz in October. And the development of the team seems to be skyrocketing. And we learned last week, that NBA hall of fame player, Dwayne Wade has become part owner of the Utah jazz.
0: Yeah. Minority owner, I
1: think. Right. Yeah. Minority
0: owner. Um, that was surprising. Yeah. Like as someone who, who just really likes Dwayne Wade, Mm -hmm. um, and someone who follows the jazz closely, just given my proximity and enjoyment of basketball. Yeah. Um, that was really surprising. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I would say stock up stock as of up. right now, you know. I mean. Yeah. I think that blew the minds of a lot of kind of, and I don't want to get too deep into this, just given the, I think that jazz fans, and I'm sure fans in general have this kind of like inferiority complex, especially in Utah, where they're like little brother syndrome all the time. Like, mm-hmm. why does no one respect us? Yeah. Um but I think the people who don't respect Utah sports and the Jazz specifically probably mm-hmm. were a bit like, damn. <laughs> yeah, they just
1: turned, some, turned a lot of heads. Yeah. And that's why I think this is a, a great piece of news to kind of evaluate our sports cultural stock. Uh, for people who don't, maybe don't follow basketball as much, can can you give us a little a little info on Dwayne Wade? Yeah. A little, a little bit of his history.
0: He, he is um, the... All-time, like, leading scorer, um, assister, shot taker. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically any major stat that exists, mm-hmm. he is the all-time leader for the Miami Heat. That's where yeah. he spent the majority of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed him because he is a Bears fan, and I'm a Bears fan. He comes from, <laughs> he comes from Chicago. Yeah. Um, He's married to Gabrielle Union, who is absolutely beautiful and wonderful and bad boys, too. Gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, he's just – he's a champion. He's won won the championship three times. I think he's going to – from my understanding, he wants to take a bit of a more active role in the Mm -hmm. front office of the the Utah Jazz, which is – that can only be a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just given the fact that – I mean, like – if you go, and this is getting pretty into the weeds, but, like, if you go back to 2010 when there was a lot of movement within NBA circles of of players and whatnot, and he was basically able to recruit the first, like, quote-unquote super team uh-huh. down to Miami with him, uh with LeBron James and, and yeah. Chris Bosh, and that's, like, mm-hmm. that says a lot about the man's ability to talk people into things. I mean, a yeah. little easier to talk people into moving to South Beach than it is to talk people into moving to Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I do think yeah, I do think it'll be a good thing he's he's very um very progressively minded uh, I think he'll be good mm-hmm. for the state in terms of kind of opening some hopefully opening some eyes and opening some doors for for stuff so
1: yeah and and that's that's what it felt like like i don't I don't get deep into the nBA fandom but Uh, As I was just kind of like browsing reactions and stuff as this news was coming out, like people all over, fans of different teams and stuff were like, what is going on? Yeah. Why isn't this guy working for Miami? Yeah. What's going on here? Like, why is he with the Jazz? Like, did anything come out about that? Like why he, I I mean, the only thing that I could find was that him and Ryan Smith had met.
0: On like a golf course or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, like he
1: was golfing in California or something and they ran into each other and they just like struck up a conversation. Yeah. And I mean, if that's all it took, like if. If it was just a relationship, then, I mean, Ryan Smith is a networker. He might yeah. be one of the best networking guys 100%. Like, ever.
0: <laughs> well, I know that – I do know that one of the minority owners of the Miami Heat tweeted out, like, you know, congrats to Dwayne Wade. We tried to bring him in on the- – onto our ownership team uh-huh. and maybe the timing wasn't right or whatever. Cause this was a couple of years ago, but uh-huh. he was like, I guess, good job and congrats, you know? So Damn. like he had suitors. So I don't know exactly what it was either that um, that brought him to Utah specifically. I do know, like, you know, as I said, he's pretty like progressively minded um, and, and Ryan Smith seems to be wanting to do stuff, Mm-hmm. along those lines with the, you know, like the underserved scholarships and all of that, that have For caused sure. quite the yeah uh, manufactured controversy and what have you. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that, I think that's probably, probably, hopefully it just a, a relationship and a desire to kind of change, help change and kind of create a organization that can be successful and has yeah. been successful. And mm-hmm. maybe shape some yeah. some of the state, too. Usher
1: in the new era for the jazz. We're going to have we're, nightlife we're, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not even a year into this new, like, ownership. Mm-hmm. And things are already taking off in these crazy directions. And and you brought up, uh, you know, the controversial scholarships. Mm-hmm. And the, the other part of this cultural stock segment is a, kind of analyzing how the community is investing in it. Mm-hmm. So... I like to, I mean, if we think about the community, you could just think about the government, local leaders and stuff like that. I and mean, we could think about the citizens, yep. um, citizens, like, bl- like when this came out, everyone was like going nuts. They were mm-hmm. like, yes, this is awesome. Amazing. And even as like a whole, since Ryan Smith took over the jazz, like, it seems like a lot more people are on board yeah. and like happier to, to support the team. Um, and then, so yeah, in the government too, like, I mean, the, the, the big controversy was that you know, Spencer Cox was doing an interview on a a radio show for like KSL or something like that. And some guy called in and was like, what's up with these racist uh, scholarships? And he was like, "Uh, you know what, they're a business and I defend their right to run their business however they want. And I'm going to, you know, and we help them with their business. And so, I mean, like he's supporting them. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there is like this kind of division, like there's a certain attitude of a a certain Mm Utah that is like, I'll take my money elsewhere. Exactly. You know, and, and we've had a lot of that before and, and honestly it sucks because those are the type of fans that always, uh, I mean, it's like the thing that we hit the national stage for, like when we're on the national stage in in terms of NBA, it's not because we're, you know, we have a cool development in our team or that we, we have this amazing game. It's because one of our fans said some racist shit, to you know, Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Exactly. And, and so, um, Stuff like this, I think, is really like it's. It's nice to have something to kind of move past that. Whether you're a basketball fan or not, this is good for the city.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and, and for the state yeah. in general.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's it's just nice that we can have news like this that isn't just like shining a light on the worst of our <laughs> citizens. Um, so yeah, cultural stock up for uh, Utah and the NBA. I think so. Um, and you know, just to say, like you know, as a kind of an outro to this segment, the reason I think that like it's important. For to think about Utah Utah's like culture stock is because so many people, you know, want to engage with different, different cultures, whether it's music or film or whatever it is. Um, and they, they start to idealize other places as like the place to engage in that. Yeah. And like, man, maybe Utah's not the best place to engage with film or, you know, these other things. Um, and so if you're someone who just like has no intention of leaving Utah or anything, it's nice to, you know, have access to specific cultures and take into account, um, you know where we're at with those cultures and how to move them for the better. Get behind them and stuff yep. like that. So, um, and then the last thing I wanted to say too is like I just think uh, I think it's something that would probably help the Jazz a little bit more. And I'm I'm not sure where they're at with the pandemic or if the new ownership has changed how accessible the games are. I mean, obviously they're at like half capacity right now because mm-hmm. of everything that's going on. But like are 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 games like cheap these days? Like how expensive is a Jazz game?
0: I think it depends on the the game specifically. And I do think that right now it's kind of hard to tell just given the limited capacity, like uh-huh. supply and demand is so kind of skewed towards yeah. the, the demand um, that like, for example, when I went to the, the bowls game a few weeks ago, that's not like a top flight team. Um, so those are $60 tickets, I think each and that's yeah. upper bowl. So it's not cheap right now. Um, but that does come along with with a successful team. Like this mm-hmm. is the best Jazz team that we've had in at least like twelve years, yeah. if not more. Um, and so, I think that. It'll be expensive, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I guess that—that's what I'm saying is like maybe if they increase the accessibility. I know they've been doing a lot of standing room stuff, which is great.
0: I love the standing room. Yeah. But even those get pretty expensive depending on the game, because it it all gets gobbled up and then it goes to the the secondary market. The secondary Mm -hmm. market is where they really get expensive, I think. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I think the going rate for like a standing room ticket was like 15 bucks last year. I'm not sure what that is when the pandemic is completely gone and yeah. we're, we're full capacity. I'm not sure if that that skyrockets, but I know, you know, when the tickets are gone, those get expensive too, just standing room. So
1: Yeah. Well, we're excited to see what happens with Jazz, and uh, I'm excited to go, to go to a game. Yeah. I want to go to a game here pretty soon. All right, let's get into some news. Uh, we got weird shit going on in Utah right now, um, starting with uh, American Fork. So... <laughs> um, a woman was arrested in a massage parlor sting. There you go. Um, and apparently uh, this started as a money laundering investigation. So they were investigating this little tiny massage parlor. That's like in a strip mall down in American fork. And what started out as a money laundering investigation ended up being, um, uh, and ended, ended with a, an arrest for prostitution. And I'm guessing what happened is someone who worked there, uh, made an offer to a cop. Yeah. Who wasn't ident- identifying themselves as a cop. It was an undercover officer. And they were propositioned by an employee. I'm not sure what for. You know?
0: Yeah. Just the traditional happy ending. Seven minutes in heaven. They were just gonna make out. They just
1: yeah, just make out. <laughs> is it prostitution if it's just kissing?
0: Oh, that's a great question. That's a good
1: question. We <laughs> should, we should call the police chief and, and, and see what's up with that. Where's the line? Uh, so yeah. Lavender massage three fifty nine East state street. I don't know why everyone needs to know the address, but <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I actually looked into this just cause I was curious about it. I was like, Oh man, how, how, how rampant is the, uh, prostitution pro- or the, 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 the prostitute mas- massage parlor in Utah, mm-hmm. which like, I, I like, I mean, it's illegal, but you know, everyone has their opinions about sex workers and stuff like that. That's not what this is about, but I was just curious. I was like, is this a legitimate business? And I went to their website and um, it was creepy.
0: Yeah. The yeah. answer is maybe. Did you check it out? I didn't pants? check Yeah. Cause <laughs> I
1: put that in the show prep. So like they have these weird links at the bottom, which I thought about like, you know, uh, pulling up here, but I don't want l- to go to these websites on this Wi-Fi unless yeah. I have like a VPN or something <laughs> installed, but it's seri- like you go to this website and then you go down to the bottom and then it's like, there's like bodyrubmaps.com or something like that, and you click that, and it's basically like Craigslist for like Asian women. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, so this is kind of obvious. It seems like what, what, what like what was going on here? They weren't like hiding too well.
0: No, it was just like picture after picture of like a beautiful Asian woman with like the Facetune app turned up to eleven. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, whoa.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, two women at the massage parlor were questioned and neither were licensed massage therapists. Um, So yeah, pretty odd. American Fork uh, massage parlors, you might want to stay out of them. Or go into them, depending on what's going on.
0: For sure. Just don't snitch. I wonder if they also did get hit with the money laundering. Because if so, they got no license. Yeah. Getting hit with prostitution and money laundering. Like, that's a... It's a triple whammy.
1: I have to imagine the business is pretty screwed at this point. Yeah. I think I think that's a piece of content we should kind of try to create is like maybe we try to track down shady businesses ourselves. <laughs> and uh do you remember like uh what was it called? Get get part?
0: Oh yeah, get get part. I yeah. think it's still around.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was that was that was that shady businesses or is it like reviewing good businesses? I think it was
0: just kind of like an investigative situation. Yeah. So it it could have been both, I think, but typically it was like Person gets screwed over by business. Yeah. They submit like a request to Geffart and mm-hmm. then he investigates, I guess. And yeah,
1: we should, I think, I think either we find really shady businesses or, um, we find like the worst reviewed businesses in Utah and then we just go do our own experience and then we report the, our findings back.
0: I didn't think it was that bad.
1: Uh, <laughs> which, uh, also uh, for Lavender Massage in, in American Fork, they do have one Google review from two weeks ago. <laughs> and it just says bad service, really, really bad. <laughs> so I guess they're not good yeah. masseuses. Um, so uh, speaking of corruption, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there was uh, some police corruption in Manaway. Manaway. And for every single one of our listeners who doesn't know where Manaway is, uh, it's a small town. Like literally a th- like a population of a thousand people. Yeah. It's very tiny uh, in uh, Box, Elder, Box Elder County, but, you know, it's just on the way to Brigham City. Like if yeah. you're going from I-15 through the canyon to Brigh- Brigham City or um, up to Logan, yeah. like you pass Manoway on the way up there. So it's just like kind of one of those off the, the canyon type towns, people who grew up in <clears throat> Weber County, like Dan and I, uh, know it as a, as a place where you go and jump in a, a Lake and get, yeah. get really drunk. <laughs> it's like one of those kind of party places.
0: Exactly. There's just like open lots, just camp if you want to.
1: <laughs> yeah. So back in, uh, March, uh, the mayor of Manaway fired, uh, the police chief, uh, Michael F. Castro. That's what his name was. He was uh, dismissed in late March after just eight months on the job. Several other officers within the town's police department also resigned at the time. Apparently what the, uh, the, the controversy, what the controversy was now this was reported on KSL and they said it was kind of, it, this came from an, uh, an inside source, mm-hmm. but it was, uh, the mayor pressuring the police force to, uh, increase their speeding ticket quotas. Yeah. So they were like, we want you to give out more tickets. Um, and, all the police officers were like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And I guess they were trying to bring in more revenue for the city. So they fired the police chief. Um, and then a bunch of the officers resigned. And then I think all of this kind of started to go public. And then just this week, uh, the mayor of Manaway, whose name is not pulled up right now, <laughs> something Johnson, Michael Johnson, uh yeah, posted his letter of re- resignation on Facebook. Are people just resi- resigning on Facebook now? I <laughs> think that, so. Is that how you do it? <laughs> it's the best way to do a public I did, yeah, resignation. Yeah,
0: it's that's what I saw as well. Like just, I'm gonna put this out on Facebook, and then that's pr- like mm-hmm. that's how you disseminate information in towns of a thousand people, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. So uh he resigned now that new guy's taking the uh he was sworn in this week which also they on KSL they had a picture of the guy like swearing and he was wearing like <laughs> like like, like and not I mean not to you know shit on anyone from matter or anything like that. I don't know if they are super formal but he was just like in these baggy jeans that were like yeah. hanging kind of hanging off his ass <laughs> in, like a baggy sweater swearing in as the police chief of a city. Yeah. I mean a town I guess it would be a small town. Uh so I I was when I was like looking for um, like some information about Manaway like h- how big it is and stuff like that because I just know about it from you know going up there and camping yeah um, so they they actually they have this Wikipedia and on the government section uh, it reads Manaway is still considered by some to be a speed trap in 1997 it's t- uh, it's two police officers so I had two police officers in 1997 and both of them issued 1300 speeding tickets amounting to fines of approximately sixty thousand dollars or more than half the city's uh, total yearly revenue. <laughs> so this small town in Utah, their main industry is speeding tickets. Yeah, um, In 2014, it issued over 2,100 traffic tickets amounting to approximately $2,200,000, or sorry, $22,000, $220,000, <laughs> sorry. A lot of money. $220,000 <laughs> in fines. Yeah. Um, or more than one third of the total yearly revenue for the town. <laughs> uh, the sole full-time police officer and now also mayor objected to the term "speed trap" as he said it didn't. Uh, he did not hide his truck, and fatal <laughs> accidents have decreased since he began patrolling. Um, so I don't know if that the person that it refers to in this uh, Wikipedia article is the one that just resigned. Um, but yeah, this this town is known for being like getting all of their revenue from speeding tickets.
0: I have gotten a speeding ticket from this town.
1: You've helped fund this town, then.
0: Yeah. Really? Did a good job. I bought a, uh, well, I used to have that Xterra. I bought that up in Logan and on my way home from buying that vehicle, I got pulled over. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Crazy stuff. Yeah.
1: Cause that's the like kind of as you're coming out of the Canyon and mm-hmm. it's like curving it's around like, a right, lot. Yeah. It's like yeah. right
0: towards the end of it. Yeah. It's brutal.
1: Um, so yeah, it's kind of weird that like this type of thing can still exist. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like this is like some. And and I remember uh, like we had a like a law enforcement class in high school, mm-hmm. and it was taught by like uh, police officers in our town, and they were like, "Yeah, speeding ticket quotas aren't really a thing. They're not. They yeah. don't really do it stuff like and I'm like oh, maybe not everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's not like an official thing, but
0: it does. It calls into question the whole." Yeah, The whole thing, you know, like incentive, you're incentivizing people to get in trouble, but like, you know, to make people be in trouble. I mean, speeding, whatever, like, I don't want to get into the moral complexities of going uh-huh. five miles over the speed limit, but I don't think it should be, you know, how you fund a town.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about that for a second. How are your speeding habits like?
0: I speed. You speed? I speed, but like, I'm not like out of control okay. uh, for the most part.
1: Do you have any strong opinions about how people should use the left lane?
0: I don't have strong opinions about no. it now. Yeah. I mean, if I notice someone riding my ass, I'll just get over. It. But like yeah. my dad used to yell at me for like, he's like, you should just use this to pass.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: it's like, I'm just, but I'm going fast. I'm going faster than everybody.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure if it's <laughs> the case in Utah, but I know in some uh, states you, can, you can't coast or cruise in the, in the left-hand lane. You can only use it to pass. And if you're in it for a certain amount of time or you can get back over and you're not, then you can actually get a ticket. Um, yeah, I, yeah, there's a, that that seems to be, uh, a a point of controversy in Utah is how people use the left lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. People are very
0: impatient. Like I get it. I'm impatient sometimes too, but.
1: And a lot of people do drive really, really slow in Utah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: which can be frustrating. Uh, okay. Just a couple little, uh, a couple more news things that just dropped today. Um, so it looks like, uh, a big chunk of downtown Salt Lake City's main street is going to be closed part to cars in a little bit of an experiment that they're doing starting Memorial day. Uh, so this was announced by the downtown Alliance, uh, a booster group for downtown Salt Lake city area. So they're bringing back open streets. This is a program that they kind of experimented with last fall. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually participated in this, uh, it was around the time uh, of my partner's. Uh, birthday. And so we went down there to hang out and it was actually really cool. So they close out, uh, basically from South temple to fourth South, mm-hmm. um, downtown. So those few blocks of main street, um, is just pedestrian traffic only. Um, and the reason why they're doing this is they're trying to bring a lot more foot traffic to all the businesses along there, yeah. you know, cause sometimes like parking and stuff can get hard. So if you're parking outside of there and then walking around a lot, um, there's a little bit better access. Uh, so they're going to bring that back Memorial day weekend. Um, and they're kind of bouncing around this idea that if it does well, that they, it could be a permanent thing.
0: They should just do it permanently. You like the idea? I like the idea a lot. They do this in other cities. Yeah, and I mean, like, they, they said, like... Extenuating circumstances, you'll be able to figure out, you know, certain obviously, cross traffic mm-hmm. is still going to go through, but like, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like the 16th Street Mall in Denver. Like, that's
1: exactly what I was thinking of, yeah, yeah. and yeah.
0: The, I, I think that shit's dope, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I like walkable spaces, you Me know too. what I
1: mean, yeah, yeah, and we need more of them, and, and like they said. So, even though that's gonna that that part that section of Main Street will be walkable, if you need to travel you know east to west across Main Street, you can still do it at those intersections, mm-hmm. and there'll still be lights, so there'll still be like a little bit of crossing right there, yeah, um but for the most part, the like street itself will just be open to like walking and everything like that and yeah, when we were doing it last year, it was awesome, like it was fun to just yeah. walk around but um so yeah, I thought that was kinda cool, and uh um, I'll be participating well, it's Memorial Day. It's like the last weekend. It's like a- 30th or something? Of May?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, And this week also, this is something we were talking about uh, in previous podcasts, but they finally did it. They announced the Ogden Twilight concert series for 2021.
0: Heck yeah. They also did not to... Jump in front of Ogden Twilight, but they did announce that Salt Lake Twilight is happening. Yes, at, when we talk, when we talked about it last, we didn't know. Yeah, it wasn't was. a,
1: yeah, it wasn't on the table yet. So yeah, Salt Lake uh, Twilight mm-hmm. is happening. It's going to be happening at the Gallivan Center, which I'm all for. Yeah, I, I I don't like when they do it at Pioneer Park. Yeah, I'm just like eh, it's.
0: I already I know, talked to our our friend Weston, and we're just going to use his apartment as a as a base camp. He lives like right there. <laughs> that's so. a good point. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah, when 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 they announce uh, Salt Lake Twilight, we'll we'll definitely talk about that on the show uh, Ogden Twilight. So that's going to be running. The first day is August thirteenth, the final date being September twenty fifth. So about t- uh, two months. Uh, so what we have here on the docket for twenty twenty one fits in the tantrums August thirteenth, uh, the Flaming Lips. That surprises no one. Yeah, <laughs> August twentieth. Uh, real quick, fits in the tantrums. One thing. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't surprise me that they got announced here because they're slowly turning into the like residency band for Utah. They're the new
0: 311. I think
1: they're the new train. Yeah. (laughs) 311 is a very niche crowd, you know, Yeah. but uh, it's a, it's a rabid crowd, but I think train used to be that band that is like, (laughs) they are here every single year and they sell tickets. That's funny. And uh, I I know a lot of people in like maybe my dad's age group who are like, yeah, Mm if it's at the tantrums. Yeah. Um, I really
0: like the band opening for fits in the tantrums Kishi He's just like a violinist mm-hmm. that is quite excellent
1: right on uh so yeah fits and fits in the tantrums august thirteenth flaming lips august twentieth uh big wild august twenty first is it Lewis the child or louis the child
0: not familiar with the artist all
1: the all the uh, all the zoomers are like losing their minds right now see I've <laughs> seen the name
0: before, but I've never known i honestly I thought it was a rapper. I know. I thought man, it was. I, I thought this it on my yeah. computer. It's not a rapper. I don't know. Man, it, might, it might be. That's fair.
1: Uh, with a DJ set by Washed Out, we were trying to figure out what that meant. If, yeah. if Washed Out is is just doing Washed Out stuff, or if they're doing a DJ
0: set. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> understand because I like Washed yeah. Out, but
1: yeah, that's going to be such a hack. I think if people start touring as DJs, yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: It's it, just Run the Jewels DJ set, but like, yeah. so neither of the members of Run the Jewels are there. Yeah, it's but just DJ, DJ Trackstar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Um, uh, TBA on uh, September that'll, 3rd. That'll be good. Yeah, following their debut album release. Uh, Noah Cyrus, September 4th uh death cab for cutie september 10th one that i'm actually like, really excited for i love death cab for cutie i don't know how you feel about them but
0: i've i it's not i i really like death cab for cutie as well i've just mm-hmm. seen them and don't feel like dealing with that big of a crowd for a band yeah they,
1: yeah they, they yeah they, they they bring the heat yeah i mean this is a, it seems like august twilight's getting to the point where they don't really need a banger of a lineup mm-hmm. because people are just gonna go
0: yeah
1: um Purity Ring, September 16th. Really excited for that one. Me too. Uh, Portugal The Man, September 21st. And Group Love, love, September
0: 25th. Group Love is fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I like Portugal The Man. I mean, I saw them uh, at Red Rocks a few years ago, and they put on a really, really good show. Um, They played with Glass Animals, and I think we're a little Mm. overshadowed. Glass Animals just, like, ripped that place apart. That makes sense. Um,
0: Pretty much on all of these, um, I like the opener more than the... Than the main, the main act, Kishi Bashi, Dan Deacon, I I like more than the Flaming Mm -hmm. Lips, um, washed out. I don't know who Lewis the Child is. Um, yeah, Japanese breakfast. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, I
1: Japanese breakfast. I'm not, I'm not into her stuff like too deeply, but
0: she just released a book. Oh, really? Yeah. A a memoir of sorts. How old is she? I don't know. At what age can you write a memoir? 17.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, Ogden Twilight. I'm excited. I'm just excited. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to as many as I can because I'm just excited to be outside and yeah. hanging out with people. And, uh, it's funny. I was talking to my sister about this. Uh, she's a, you know, a, a, she books bands for a, a local promoter and, uh, we were talking about the different amphitheaters and how like. Um, basically we hate when shows are at Sandy amphitheater Mm -hmm. versus Ogden amphitheater and Ogden might be more out of the way of like Salt Lake city. Yeah. But like Sandy amphitheater is not near anything.
0: I'm not sure where it is. Yeah. So it's, it's like,
1: on (laughs) I think it's on 13th East. Yeah. About 13th East, but basically there's like a hospital and (laughs) like, it's just in like the suburbs. Yeah. Like the closest store I think is like Hobby Lobby. So it's just in the suburbs. But Ogden Amphitheater, there's so much stuff you can do around the the, yeah, the Absolutely, yeah. You have all of 25th Street right there. And it just makes for, like, a better concert-going experience.
0: Well, sure, because everybody wants to go get a drink before or after. And everybody sure. wants to get some food before or mm-hmm. after. So if you're in Sandy, it's like you can't go to the Mayan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's the, the Mayan sucked dude. I hated the Mayan It was about the experience, man You just don't appreciate the finer arts of dying. I liked the
1: experience, man I mean, hey, listen If, if you got dudes and Speedos jumping off of cliffs uh, You know, tableside, Making guacamole and throwing it on your table <laughs> on the way down I'm all for that But like, when you're, you know Basically using like mission tortillas to make your burritos I'm like, this is the whitest Mexican food I've ever yeah. eaten um, and that was my opinion when I was like ten years old. So. <laughs> there, yeah. But you know what? It was worth it to go to Jordan Commons because that place was the shit. It when was it first very cool. came out, and we didn't really have the, the megaplex that we have today, which mm-hmm. is like so expansive. Like the Jordan Commons megaplex was insane.
0: That's where I saw three hundred. That was the first IMAX movie I ever saw.
1: <laughs> For some reason, the first movie that I saw there, like that, popped in my head was My Dog Skip.
0: Oh, nice, Frankie <laughs>
1: Muniz. <Mines. laughs> I did see that at Jordan oh. Commons, and I and I think I cried. Um, all right. So we got a new segment, uh, now where we, uh, check in with Provo. Let's talk about it. So let's see it. what's going on in Provo. So Provo this week, uh, they were, uh, I mean, they weren't, they, they, were a part of this study, but this, this study also, uh, reviewed 501 other cities across the United States. So this study was done by WalletHub and the, uh, aim was to rank the 501 largest cities in the U.S., according to their religious, racial, cultural, and financial diversity. So basically they took the 500 largest cities and said, who's the most diverse? Who's the least diverse? Uh, Provo came in dead last.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, honestly like kind of surprising. I was, I I was kind of surprised by it.
1: You know, I, I mean, I, I knew Provo was very white, but I was like, dang, like I, I, there, there's not one more like Midwestern town I know. or like a city somewhere else that kind of takes the cake there? No. Dead last.
0: Is it, a, is it a combination of big and not diverse? Like, do you have to have both things to really rank well in this?
1: I think they literally were like, let's, first of all, let's get all of the cities ranked by population. Mm-hmm. And they went, they cut it off at the 500. So we have, I mean, just as kind of a spoiler alert for this study. We're going to go through it a little deeper, but... Out of the 500 biggest cities in the United States, uh, Utah has 10. All right. Um, And so, yeah, it was just like the 500 most populous cities in the United States. And uh, Provo came in dead last. Orem also didn't fare as well. I would imagine, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so 10 Utah cities appear on the list. Um, And I wanted to kind of uh, test your knowledge Okay. So I'm going to go through each of the cities that appear on the list, which is essentially just the 10 biggest cities in, in, in Utah. Um, and you can, and let's see if you can guess which ones are the most diverse and which ones are the least diverse. So obviously Provo is a gimme. That one's the least. Yes. Um, Salt Lake City. Do you know where that ranked?
0: I would put that ninth out of 10. Or is it 10 out of 10?
1: Is 10 being the least diverse or most diverse? Most diverse. Most diverse.
0: Because C- if if Provo's the number one least diverse. <laughs> okay.
1: So, so, so so okay. Let's just do a biodiversity. So, okay. So, Provo's 10 out of 10.
0: Is, is 10, out 10. Okay. Is the least diverse. So, Salt Lake, I would put two.
1: Salt Lake is number two. Fuck yeah. Overall on the list, 139.
0: Oh, Out of okay. 500. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, West Valley.
0: Oh, one?
1: Number one. All right. 127th overall um
0: i did not have i kind of tried to guess on my own without looking at the list i didn't yeah, have yeah. west valley on my on oh you my, didn't uh, no
1: nice uh west jordan
0: um eight
1: number five all right it's about in the middle 360 overall uh oram um eight ninth <laughs> four hundred and ninety nine Wow! So what? out of this entire <laughs> list of 500 si- largest cities in the United States, Provo was 501. Orem was 499. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> what's the lucky 500? Uh,
1: I can't remember. I can't remember what the, uh, the 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 500th one was, but I think I think I remember it was like in North Carolina or something okay. like that. Um, Sandy.
0: Um, I'll put Sandy sixth. Sandy's number six. Fuck yeah, two headed. 2 yeah. out
1: of 6. So 418th <laughs> overall. Uh Ogden.
0: I'm going to put Ogden third, fourth. Fourth.
1: 234th fourth overall. I was I was proud of that. I was like yeah. good for you Ogden. I love it. Uh, St. George.
0: Um 8th seventh overall have i gotten has have we named the eighth yet because i just keep saying eight uh, uh, uh.
1: Okay. <laughs> no uh yeah st george came in number seventh as far as utah goes on the list 465 overall um if if you haven't guessed yet a lot of our cities are in the yeah. 400 area <laughs> um
0: Layton. um on my list i put Layton eight <laughs> <laughs> it is eight let's go 474th <laughs> overall I got
1: it. and Taylorsville
0: um Taylorsville shit there's only one number yeah. left and I just don't remember it uh yeah. third
1: third fuck yeah yeah Taylorsville coming in number three 230 overall um so Provo and Orem, they had a couple other little, little tidbits on there. Like some, some fun facts, mm-hmm. basically like here are the most diverse, worst diverse top fives in certain categories. Uh, Provo and Orem are tied for dead last in terms of religious diversity. That's probably no surprise to like yeah. anyone, even in like the Bible belt, there's like different variations of Christianity, but there's, I mean, I guess there's two kinds of Mormons. They're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the like, kind of more pioneery ones. And then there's the, uh, the neighborly ones. Um, Provo ranks number five in household size diversity. What? <laughs> <laughs> they rank number five in household size diversity. So they have the most diverse uh, household okay. sizes, which I, I mean, if you think about it, it yeah. kind of makes sense, I right? I guess so, yeah. Having a lot of kids. Um, Provo ranks second, uh, second to last in terms of age diversity, which I was like, I wonder what- That's interesting. I, so just all yeah. young- I think so. No, I think it's all all young. Yeah, I think the biggest population was like 25 to 40. Mm. Yeah,
0: and so... That's pretty diverse range there that's 15 years
1: yeah i guess so um, <laughs> i don't understand how we
0: this is a side but like i don't yeah. understand how we group age numbers like this yeah. is a, an issue with covid yeah like 25 to 45 is one yeah. of the age demos <laughs> and it's like hold on if someone dies at 25 from this yeah. i'm like way more scared than if someone dies at 45 from this
1: right yeah like they're skewing these like young people are dying in yeah. droves it's like we found that ages 25 to 60 are at r- <laughs> high risk um West Valley and Taylorsville ranked second and third, respectively, in uh, the most diverse industrially, like industrially. So mm. they have the most diverse industry, the second and third most diverse industries in uh, in this country.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. So that's overall. Wow, that's crazy. That's insane, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm guessing.
0: I thought you were saying out of Utah, like the Utah yeah. ones.
1: And and uh, so at at my job. the the guy that owns our company, he is like a land developer and stuff. And he's developing in West Valley like a ton because that I, uh, 215 corridor, mm-hmm. there's just so much like industry through there. I mean, yeah. like, if you drive there, you like see it around and just like it's proximity to the airport and everything like that, the access that's right there. It's just like insane.
0: It's a fast food Mecca, 5600 yeah. West every, yeah. has oh. everything you could want.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's always been my, 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 like my hunch about Utah food is like the best food that you can find in Utah are in these little, uh, like tiny strip mall. Giants. Yeah. It's like, you know, Mr. Charlie's chicken is just on that little, exactly. t- like you, yeah. if you blink, you miss it. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I found that kind of crazy West Valley and Taylorsville just diverse industry. Pretty cool. All right. So, uh, winter's over it is. And it seems like second winter might be on its way out. <laughs> We're just finishing up second winter. Uh, this spells good news for people who are eager to, uh, do all their stress drinking yes. uh, under the radiant beams of the spring sun. So strap on your sandals, put that dog on a leash and transfer some money to your saving from your savings account, because we're going to take a look at the best patios in Utah to catch a buzz on. Let's do it. So we've chosen, uh, kind of, we've ho- honed in on three each, three choices each yeah. for the best patios to get drunk on. Uh, we're, we're probably going to mention some other ones as we go along here. Um, so things that I want to keep in mind while we discuss this location, uh, scenery the offerings of the place, uh, prices, and safety. Obviously, you're getting drunk. You don't want to do it in a place that's sketchy or uh, dangerous to be be around. Uh, And this isn't a ranking. This is more of just kind of a best-of conversation. And obviously, this is personal. So if you know a better patio, tell us in the YouTube comments.
0: Yeah, let us know. Because honestly, I kind of struggled with this. I'm a person who likes what I like. Yeah. So it's not like I'm really checking out a ton yeah. of places. Yeah, me too. Um, like,
1: I, I, I feel like I'm a regular at certain yeah. places.
0: So please let us, do let us know because yeah. I would love some, some new uh, suggestions.
1: All right. So uh, let's start with your number one. Or not even number one. Let's just start with your one of your well,
0: first choices. I There was one time on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was back in, like, 2016. I, I went hiking with a couple of people. And then on the way home, we stopped at the Oaks up in Ogden, uh, right up Ogden Canyon. And if you've never been there, it's just got, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. American food, you know? Yeah. You get clubs. Super basic. Yeah, yeah, burgers and stuff. But they have a few beer offerings, and Mm -hmm. I I put down a few... uh, mugs of beer and was yeah. feeling quite toasty and that's like right on mm-hmm. the river there and man that's a beautiful place so the
1: oaks man i haven't been there in so long is that is that still around like are they yeah. still open?
0: i mean i i know that they were doing uh they were having a hard time obviously last year so mm-hmm. i can't speak to the, their uh Current openness situation. at this yeah. very moment but i think that there were cars the last time i drove up to pine view last year so i would hope that they're still open it's yeah. the I specifically remember when I was a little kid, my little brother Zachary got stung by a bee there and just was crying so hard. <laughs> he was so sad. So, about a lot it. of good memories at the Oaks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It looks like the Oaks is still uh, um, open. Uh, so get some that,
0: Far's ice cream and have a beer. Yeah.
1: Up in Ogden Canyon. Yeah. That was definitely like one of those classic places growing up. Like mm-hmm. if you went to Pineview or anything like that, that was the place you stop at. Yeah. Uh, love I always the stopped
0: there after a nice hike at Wheeler Creek. There's like nine different yes. hikes there. Just spend the day and then
1: underrated Ogden Canyon, I think.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. I know,
1: I know, uh, like big and little cottonwood Canyon are insane because it's basically two different types of rock colliding in this Mm -hmm. one area of Utah. Uh, but Ogden Canyon is really nice.
0: And I think that they're, those two are a bit more, uh, set up for kind of driving, you know, like Ogden Canyon's a bitch to drive through sometimes, especially it seems like every time I've been up there, there's some construction going on. Yeah. Um,
1: which is funny because that's where they make us made us take our driving tests. I know when we it's were in high school, crazy yeah, that was, they made was, us take driving tests there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So like the, the Canyon, the, the Canyon patio is like mm-hmm. a classic. And I, I would say like in Salt Lake, if you want something that's kind of similar to that experience, uh, up little Cottonwood Canyon, there's this place called the silver fork lodge. Mm-hmm. And that place is really cool. And, uh, you can get a drink there. It's probably a little bit more expensive. It's a little more high end, but yeah. the food is really good. Um, and yeah, they have a, like one of those really beautiful Canyon patios. And uh, staying on the subject of Canyon patios, I'll bring in one of my choices, which is Ruth Diner. Oh yeah. Gotta love Ruth's Diner.
0: I didn't mention it because I knew you would mention it.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, this is probably my favorite place to get a brunch buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect location in Emigration Canyon. Uh, I like patios close to the mountain. A lot of trees. Uh, I'd say that probably the only downside with the location is that if you're going to like Uber, it's a little expensive. I'm sure. (laughs) A little little out of the way of the city. Uh, But their patio is huge and it's big enough that they can have like live performers. So sometimes they'll have people, you know, playing music out there, which is really nice. Um, Their drink menu is great. And if you're waiting for a table, they'll serve you coffee. Uh, and it's just a good hang. Like, yeah. like I even j- enjoy waiting for tables with my friends, just hanging out out front mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, it's just a good place to to hang. Um, and, uh, I would say that the, their biggest downside is probably the food. And I would say like, first and foremost, Ruth's is a diner. It's just a diner and yeah. they don't, they're not claiming to be like this five star crazy restaurant and their breakfast is really good. Like I love their breakfast breakfast a little easier yeah. If you, if you go to a place and they have bad breakfast, just don't ever eat there for sure. You know, it's a good, it's a good test for uh, a, a restaurant's food quality. So they kill it at breakfast, but if it's past brunch, their kind of dinner menu
0: is not that great. Um, and I've I'm never only, been yeah. there for anything but brunch.
1: Yeah. And that's what they're known for. I've eaten their dinner before and it was just like very, very, very average. Yeah. Um, but as far as brunch goes, it's like the perfect place to get drunk mm-hmm. and <laughs> drink brunch. Uh, okay so what's your what's your next pick?
0: Uh, I'm I'm wearing a Fisher uh, beer hoodie so I may as well just give a shout out to my favorite the classic place to drink period yeah it is just Fisher you know just go I mean I don't even know what really constitutes a patio but it's yeah. just the back of Fisher yeah uh, it's essentially an alley exactly yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, just like to go there mm-hmm. with friends, you know. It's a uh, it's, it's like the Cheers bar. Everybody knows yeah. knows your name, and everybody's really nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, great. Just have a have a great time at, at Fisher. Yeah,
1: and they they it was interesting because their patio did all the heavy lifting through the pandemic with yeah. everything they're doing. You know, aside from their like to go services, which they also do great at, um, they really like retrofitted that patio mm-hmm. to fit the conditions of what was going on. And, uh, so like in, in the winter, like you could still go there and sit so yeah. on the patio. They have like heating lamps everywhere. Uh, and they even put up like, uh, big tents mm-hmm. in the back part of the patio.
0: Yeah. They had like a carport.
1: That yeah. They yeah. Essentially just a, a carport that. back there. Yeah. It was <laughs> awesome. Crazy. So, uh, they, they, they work really, really hard to, uh, you know, keep that patio open and it's a great place to drink. If you haven't been there, I h- highly recommend it or don't because we like the room. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, so my next choice is somewhere that I haven't been in a while, but I still love the patio. And so I wanted to give it a mention because I think it, like specifically this patio was really great. Um, and that place is the garage on Beck.
0: Oh yeah. You
1: know, I don't know it's why like, that
0: didn't come to my mind. Right? That's a great one.
1: Cause it's, it's, it's that thing where it's like, you don't think about going to the garage. Like, Let's go to, let's go to the garage. But once you get there, you're like, I want to sit on the patio. Yeah. But the patio is So nice. That back area. Um, and it's and it's nice because it's kind of out of the way of the city, so you're usually okay on parking and stuff like that. Although it is a popular place, like yes. that place has its crew, and uh, so if it's crowded, you might have you know have to throw some elbows to get a t- get a table.
0: Might have to pay a cover too. Yeah, that, that'll happen. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh
1: the patio itself though is, is immaculate. Really good vibe. Like,
0: always has some nice music going back there. Yeah. Good music. Cornhole. Uh, They
1: got cornhole. So there's like activities or stuff that you can do. They have the space to do all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think they, sometimes they'll have a bar out there. Mm -hmm. Like they'll move the bar out there. They still have the bar on the inside and stuff like that. Well, they got the
0: tube. They have like a, they have a bar on like the lower level basically. And then they just open up, they just open up the, uh, the the garage yeah Um, (laughs) so yeah that's that's way nice and unlike uh, the places we've mentioned so far the food is extraordinary there really good yeah they have really
1: good nachos yeah great uh, great beer selection. Funeral um, potatoes. They're like yeah, deep fried balls. Yeah. They literally Oof. have food, funeral potatoes there. So really good food. I think kind of an underrated place. Like I yeah. really like it. We went there obviously a lot more when we lived in like North Salt Lake and it was mm-hmm. kind of close to our place. But Taco I, Tuesday all
0: the time. Yeah. Taco Tuesday fucking is good tacos. really good. Yeah. Their
1: food is actually really awesome and underrated. Um, I'd say the, the only like caveat about it is like it's proximity to those refineries and stuff, yeah. but you know, what? I haven't really noticed it. Like being there, like you don't smell anything. No. It's just, you know, sometimes it's 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 not the like most scenic yeah, you, places to hang out. You,
0: in. you get lost in your drink for a minute, and then you turn around. And it's like, oh, holy shit!
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, if it's dark enough, you can't really see them.
0: Yeah, uh, that's true.
1: Good hang and great grainy hand soap. They're dry hand oh, soap, I'm too, always which a they fan. also have a Fisher.
0: Yeah, always a fan of the yeah. the powder hand soap. <laughs> just gets right into those crevices.
1: <laughs> One day we'll do our uh, powdered or our hand soap rankings yeah. around Utah, which I think is very important.
0: I like powder and then i like the automatically foamed one yeah and then i like the normal yeah one. those are those are the rankings, those are the rankings. <laughs> bar of soap is last three. bar of soap
1: <laughs> I, I ride for bars of soap, at least in my personal <laughs> shower, but that's a, a conversation for another day. Okay. So what's your, uh, next ch- Your I guess your final pick.
0: My final pick would be the green pig. This isn't a place that I haven't frequented, uh, as much as of late, but there were some really, really nice, uh, summertime hangs. Cause there's less patio and more rooftop. That's, like it's, yeah. That's the thing. And it just has that very, very beautiful, uh, view of the County building or yeah. city building. You get a little um, bit of like
1: Washington square. It's exactly. right up there on fourth South. Yeah, I, I'm i a huge rooftop bar yeah. fan. Yep. And if it wasn't maybe for the lack of like offerings or something like that, mm-hmm. I would maybe have thrown Alleged into here somehow. Yeah. Because if you're down in Ogden <clears throat> and you want to have some like middle of the summer rooftop drinks, like Alleged is a really, really nice rooftop bar.
0: Yeah. and You it's just got to get yeah. out of there before like... 10 p.m. because that's when the the bros of Ogden yeah. start to show up. <laughs> yeah, but no great, offense yeah. to my bros of Ogden. Yeah, I'm we love our Ogden bros. Them, yeah. But.
1: Um, but yeah, and they got a bar up on the rooftop at Green mm-hmm. Pick, which is awesome. So you don't have to go far, and you know, yeah, there's no better way to feel like above people than to literally be above them. You know, it <laughs> yeah. makes you feel good.
0: I like to literally and figuratively look mm-hmm. down on people.
1: Good food. The good,
0: f- yeah, great food. Just great hangs, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh. Like you said, I love a I love a rooftop bar. Mm-hmm. It was between this uh, and then there's this new. I mean, I don't even know if it's new, but there's a, a place on 21st. It's just like on uh, Fifth East, I think, and mm. it's called Tapos, and it's like mm. a little wine bar, little winery. Get some oh, meats and cheeses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that's a wonderful little place too. But I've only been there once, so I huh. felt it would have felt strange. To, yeah, to you're have not it.
1: not quite a regular there, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, I think the green pig is like probably the place that I met, like meet up with my dad, mm-hmm. you know, the most. Yeah. And, uh, that, yeah. So like that, that spot, um, is just like a perfect downtown, like summer hanging out outside. Um, like I said, the bar is on, on the roof too. So you can, you don't have to go anywhere. The only, the only thing I was thinking about when I, we were talking about, or when I was thinking about the green Big was that there's a staircase that you have to get up. Uh-huh. Sometimes when you're sitting at a table and you're having a few drinks, you don't realize how drunk you are until you stand yeah. up and start walking. And then you're like, Oh wow, I'm kind of wobbly. A
0: lot of stairs here. A lot of stairs. So if you're going to use the
1: bathroom, you want to like, uh, gauge your, gauge your drinking a little bit. I, I, I would be, uh, interested to ask some of the, uh, uh, employees at the green pig. If people have just eaten it down those oh, stairs, I'm <laughs> cause I, I'm pretty sure they have, they're pretty steep. Uh, yeah. So I love the green pig. Um, and I guess, so my, my third pick would be, uh, and, and I get, I think this is mostly sentimental to me cause there really is nothing that special about their patio, except that I just love being on it and having drinks and eating food. And that's lucky 13.
0: Oh, very nice.
1: Yeah. So again, location is not the best. It's on 13th South below West temple. So right there next to like the Smith's ballpark, uh, if you're going to a baseball game though, it's amazing. Yeah. So like if you're, if you're just kind of pre-gaming, that's a perfect place. Um, and, uh, that, yeah, their offerings and are mostly there what you go there for. Now I'm of the opinion that their burgers are slightly overhyped, uh-huh. but like, you're not going to have bad food there. No, their food's always good. Um, and I mean, they got a full bar, really good beer offerings. And I just have too many memories of just like you know, between friends or my dad and his friends and stuff like that, just hanging out on that bar yep. it's just, or ha- hanging out on that patio. It's just a great patio to hang out on. Um, and yeah, just kind of no frills, but yeah, it's in that little industrial area. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't have like the best scenery when you're hanging yeah. out there, but you know, I agree.
0: I agree with basically everything you said. Yeah. I like the food. I think it's a little overhyped, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean like the pad, I mean, you know. It is. It's just yeah. fun to to hang out and drink and and yeah. be outside. I when you when you started down the sentimental road and the nothing special about the patio. I thought you were going with the uh, rainbow saloon.
1: You know what? I I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't even think about the rainbow saloon.
0: I didn't until we were sitting in these chairs that we're talking in right now. So yeah. I wouldn't have we, put it. I don't think, but
1: I don't know. There's we've had some good times at the Rainbow Saloon too. Some
0: absolutely great times. Yeah,
1: and and we, I mean, that's the town we grew up in, so we like know people there, and yeah, and and oftentimes when you're there hanging out, you run into a lot of people that you know, and um, they have a lot of like fun events and stuff. But yeah, that's like a, a nice little tiny dive down yeah. there in Ogden. Um, that that we really love. Uh, kind of uh, honorable mention Gracie's. Yep. Um. We talked about this earlier. We had the exact same opinion on it, which is like fantastic patio.
0: Yeah, great during lunchtime.
1: Great during lunchtime. Nighttime crowd. Not my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, the the nighttime crowd. It, first of all, it's just like it. Basically, they basically run that place like a club. Yeah. At night, so it's packed full of people. Music is way loud, um, and. At that point in the evening, the entire staff just seems completely over it. Yeah, like last time I, I, I went there, like I felt bad because I felt like I was inconveniencing <laughs> the staff for ordering a drink. They were like, "What do you? What? What do you want?" I know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but like as far as the patio goes, they have that kind of upper wraparound patio, mm-hmm. and then they have that little kind of nook down on the bottom. Yeah. Um, which I think they have a like mini bar that they put in there too sometimes. Like it actually is a really great patio. And when you're sitting up there on the top level, you have just like this great view of downtown. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the best views of downtown. Um, And their food is actually pretty good. But yeah, after probably like 6 or 7 p.m. Bail. Yeah, time to bail.
0: It's the first place I ever went where I like – had that movie thing where it's like, I can't get a drink. Only hot girls get drinks. Yeah. I got seen it knocked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
1: and it totally is like that. And that's yeah. the
0: first place I ever actually experienced that where it's like, oh my God, I've been trying for 20 minutes to get a drink and I yeah. haven't ordered one. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, you know, honestly, I, I think last time I went there, I was with uh, my partner, her brother and uh, his girlfriend. And I think we went, had a drink and we were like, let's get out of here. Yeah, and I I remember my shoes being really sticky when oh, I left. Oh no! <laughs> like they were like really really sticky as I was leaving. And uh, also, I just don't remember like at, like the last few times that I've been there. I don't remember anyone being happy. No. <laughs> like, wow. The patrons, the the staff, everyone was just like, "This is a shit show. Why yeah. are we here?"
0: Um, but keep going because I have friends that work there. So yeah, yeah. Keep so- <laughs> going. Keep supporting Gracie's.
1: Hey, shout out to the staff at Gracie's. You guys are the real kings. Uh, we, we, we love you guys and we love your establishment in the early to late afternoon.
0: <laughs> I know that it, it must be a little more popular with people who are just a bit younger than us. Cause I know that, mm-hmm. uh, Zach, little brother, Zach, like was constantly having to DD for his friends there. Yeah. And so it's just like, maybe he, maybe it's just, they, yeah. Seen.
1: yeah, it might just be like the cool kind of bar yeah, to hang out in. I, and, I just and, went
0: there at lunch for work, you know, go have a couple of beers there's something about having a couple of beers, like, on your work lunch, and then you go back mm-hmm. to work, and it's like, I'm a little buzzed, and I'm working, like, great. Oh, dude, it's basically what the movie op- Another Round is about, honestly. Yeah.
1: But I, 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 I have the complete opposite. Oh, really? I'm, like, nap time. <laughs> if I have one beer at lunch, That's I'm, like, I have to take a nap or maybe, maybe that's because I eat with it. If I just had a beer with no food, I think maybe I'd be okay with a beer yeah. and food. I'm like, it's game over. <laughs> and also this makes me think like when you brought, brought up this point about Gracie's and it, you know, it being maybe a little too young for us at this point, is this just a sign of our thirties? The fact that we're just sitting here doing a a, 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 <laughs> a podcast about patios, not clubs.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if we it, definitely, but I've, but I've kind of never been the, the club person to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think so. I mean, we've talked about like the various temperatures you can cook meat at. um, Yeah, for steaks. You're talking about steak temperatures. There's there's quite a few things that are showing our age in the pod.
1: Yeah. uh, Rub down massage parlors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So maybe maybe our entire young audience is just tuned out at this point. How do we get the young audience back? Do we like top five clubs to get some
0: puss? Just talk about how uh, pressed you are. (laughs) <laughs> how pressed yeah pressed it means mad I oh just, it's, I just okay learned. god damn so like, it oh, this got me pressed <laughs>
1: this is a tiktok thing i think so that's gonna be my new catchphrase on the show is that a tiktok thing <laughs> <laughs> i need to get on tiktok all right that's gonna do it for the uh, holy hive show today again if you have a, a patio that we didn't uh think about if you're nearing your 30s and you care about patios as much as us uh let us know in the youtube comments Um, Or if you think that we're being too hard on Gracie's or Lucky 13's burgers, also leave us a comment on YouTube Um, and we'll see you next week. See ya.